I've learned the hard way, that the one way that's usually presented as an express track to recovery and sobriety, isn't the only way. I've also learned that there is nothing fast, quick or express about it. I've found that when one way is presented, this leaves one with absolutely no options to choose from in regards to making an informed choice regarding one's very personal recovery journey. This is part of my life story. I've said it before, and I will say it again that someone's recovery journey is as unique as their very own fingerprint and DNA. No two journeys are alike. I've been sharing my adoptee and recovery journey since August 13, 2012, and it's no secret my main addiction was always alcohol. It was my go-to to escape my adoptee reality. But the real question is, what was the reality I was running from? How long had I struggled with this addiction? What pathways to recovery did I try? What ways were presented to me? What were my root issues? What options did I have? At 15 years old, I found myself locked in drug and alcohol treatment all alone. The only way out was to believe in God, a power higher than myself, and to work the 12 steps. I had no other options. By completing the 12 steps in six weeks, I graduated the program and it allowed me to go home. I had no knowledge of the AA Big Book before this, and I really didn't fully understand the magnitude of the Big Book even after I worked the 12 steps. I was just going with the flow because if I didn't, I would never get to go home. Adoption was never talked about. If you read my previous article titled Adoptee in Recovery, when forged forgiveness becomes fatal you learned a little of my background of my drinking career. I don't want to repeat everything from that article, so if interested, please read it and you can to get a little background. Today, I navigate my 2838th day living alcohol-free, I'm just now coming to the headspace where I feel comfortable talking about this topic. After 7.5 years of a recovery process, if I'm completely transparent, my drinking started before I was ever born, in utero because I was told my birth mother was never seen without a drink in her hand, even through her pregnancies. It's no wonder I started drinking so young. I've spent 45 years on this earth, my drinking career started at age 12 years old. That means I drank from 12 years old, to 38 years old. This is a 26-year drinking career. For an entire lifetime, I've been told I'm an alcoholic and I have always struggled with that thought. It's made me feel bad or defective. Labeling myself an alcoholic for the rest of my life seems daunting, heavy, untrue and downright disgusting when I've been manipulated my whole life to believe this about myself. Being told I'm in denial if I don't label myself an alcoholic is abusive. I'm exceptionally happy I'm at such a healthy place in my own journey that I can recognize this as being unhealthy and toxic to my recovery. In the recovery world, I have never been able to verbally say, my name's Pam and I'm an alcoholic. Those words have never sat well with my spirit, even during the times in my life that I didn't understand why. I remember a few times between 15 years old, and 38 years old I found myself in an AA room, because I knew I had a problem but the root of my problem was adoption, not alcohol. I know this now, but I didn't know this as a 15-year-old. If I was to share in an AA room about relinquishment trauma and how it's impacted me, they would all look at me like I had lost my mind. I already know what they would be thinking, what the hell does this have to do with being an alcoholic? While spending the first few years of recovery in my late 30s in and out of the AA rooms, this lets you know how much I took advantage of the open share of the AA rooms. Zero. Because it was known that in order to share, I had to say I'm Pam and I'm an alcoholic. Me being stubborn is an understatement. 
I wasn't going to say something that I didn't feel in my heart was true just to be able to share, so I never shared. I just listened even after the first year. Even when I never verbally said I was an alcoholic, AA was known for alcoholics. I feel I was labeling myself as an alcoholic just by showing up at the meetings, even when I didn't verbally say I was an alcoholic. Sharing is healing, and if I didn't share at all in the meetings, it was stalling my healing. Period. I totally understand why AA slash NA and Celebrate Recovery work for so many people. They provide community for others experiencing similar stages of life. They bring on new friendships and a safe place to share. I think this provides amazing benefits for many people, and I'm happy about that if it works for you or those you might know and love. My experience is different, but I have been able to take away some wonderful benefits from being a part of these groups, even if it was for a season. I learned a lot. Spending the last few years on the outside of any recovery organization or ministry, I've learned a lot as well. I've been able to take what I've learned and use it for good and help others who might be where I once was. I had to walk away from everyone I knew and loved when I decided to get sober. I know I hurt some people doing this, but I didn't have to explain myself. My life came first, and it was life or death. All I have to do is see the faces of my kids, and future grandkids and I'm reminded alcohol no longer plays a role in my life. I don't need the label of alcoholic to remind me. The world hasn't been on my side in this discovery. In those 26 years, not only was I forced to admit in my mind, and publicly by showing up at meetings that I was an alcoholic, but it was necessary that I believe in God. I was told I needed to forgive all those who have hurt me, and I was encouraged to make amends with those who have traumatized and abused me. I was told if I didn't admit I was an alcoholic, I was in denial and denial would only lead to death, failed recovery, relapse, among other things. Somehow I finagled my way through the 12 steps many times, without ever verbally saying I was an alcoholic. In 2012, I would say, I'm Pam, I'm in recovery for alcohol abuse. But that was the closest thing I have ever come to labeling myself an alcoholic. It seemed to fit me and my situation better at the current time. It was more true to me to say that, than attach a label to myself for the rest of my life. I absolutely despise labels, and I find them to be a box of confinement of rules and regulations that I refuse to fit in. Currently, May 21, 2020 I say, I'm in recovery from life and relinquishment and adoption trauma. This suits me at this present stage of my life. See how the labels can actually hinder us and trap us in a space we have the abilities to move beyond? Especially the phrase, once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. Dash dangerous. It feels so wonderful to share this publicly, and not feel like I'm going to get thrown under the bus in the process. I feel labels only construct us and hold us back within the limits of those ideas and we deserve the freedom to go far beyond that. I know I have one friend who understands this and that's David Bull. David is also a fellow adoptee in recovery, and we see things very similarly. He's given me the inspiration to share my feelings about such a complex topic and he continues to share his on his website. David shares in his article called The World Post, AA, I've learned a lot from AA and I learned a lot from leaving it. The biggest lesson is the one that tells me I need to be kind with myself and that I need to stay as diligent about reality as I've always been. I no longer live in the delusion that I can drink without some dire consequences, and I don't need meetings to tell me that. But just because I don't go to meetings, it doesn't mean that I'm off the hook from reminding myself every day and practicing what keeps me sober and happy. David B. Bull 
I can so agree with David about learning a lot from AA and also learning a lot from leaving it. Same with Celebrate Recovery. Today I ask myself, did I really have to admit I was an alcoholic in order to be in recovery, seek healing and wholeness in my life? Did I need to admit I was an alcoholic to stop drinking? How has this idea stalled my healing? What I finally discovered is that, no, I don't have to accept or admit I'm an alcoholic. I can't tell you how refreshing, freeing and wonderful this realization has been. If it's true for me, it can be true for you too. We have to step into writing our own story, and stop letting others write it for us. Over a 20-year period, I learned that both my biological parents were alcoholics. I found out my biological mother was first, and it's ultimately what killed her. Some years later I found my biological father, and I was told he was a raging alcoholic. He will likely die the way my birth mother did. Discovering these two very important pieces of my history is something that rocked me to my core. This is why all adopted people should receive 100% of their truth. It's the key to healing. You might ask, how are both of your birth parents alcoholics and you are not when you drank for 26 years? That's easy for me. I don't drink anymore, and I'm in recovery and I no longer have a desire to drink. I've put in the work to make changes. They, on the other hand are going to die from alcoholism as my birth mother already has, and my biological father is right behind her. If either of my birth parents put in the work to become sober, I wouldn't label them alcoholics but they never got help, sadly. I broke the cycle and I've applied a lot of blood, sweat and tears to do this. I cannot consciously attach being an alcoholic to my name and my legacy because of this. My kids are my motivation. I broke the cycle not just for me, but for them. From my experience, in AA never admitting you are an alcoholic is denial. This thought process that influenced me kept me confined for a very long time. It's very scary for a lot of people who are considering recovery or living an alcohol-free life. From my experience, in AA, if you don't label yourself an alcoholic, you will not make it. Relapse is inevitable and you will be told you are in denial. Let me be clear, I know AA, NA and Celebrate Recovery, and all the other recovery programs and ministries have saved the lives of hundreds of thousands of people. I can find goodness in all of these programs. But due to my experiences with them, I can also take some steps back and see how damaging they can be. I'm not knocking them, or those who believe in them or those that are faithful participants of any of them. I'm just saying what worked and didn't work for me, along with my views being on the outside looking in. Besides my three amazing kids, knowing both my birth parents were alcoholics was my motivation to want to be nothing like them. I didn't want to be like them, and I didn't want to die like them. I have wasted 26 years of my life with alcohol being at the center of almost everything I did and I didn't want alcohol to take any more from my life, or my kids' lives. The older I get, the more wisdom I gain, and the more I begin to think for myself. I never understood how labeling myself an alcoholic for the rest of my life would help me. If I'm doing everything in my power to become happy, healthy, and recover from my previous life experiences, why do I have to call myself an alcoholic? yet be manipulated into doing this. I never fell for it, and I have never been comfortable with admitting I'm an alcoholic. Today I celebrate 2,838 days of living alcohol-free, and I've made it this far never claiming the label of being an alcoholic. Can I agree I had an alcohol problem? Definitely. Can I drink today even if I wanted to drink today? No sir. I can't. I know this and I have way too much at risk. I can also agree that the root of my drinking, 
and alcohol problem was relinquishment trauma and adoption trauma from my adoption experience. That's my truth and that's where I needed to put my focus if I ever wanted to be a happy, healthy individual. So how did I get to where I am when I've never publicly admitted I'm an alcoholic? Being true to myself was key. In order to know what that looked like, I needed to be by myself. I know not everyone can do this, or wants to do this. That's okay. I spent years, single not dating at all in order to learn who I am and who I'm not. What were my likes and dislikes at this stage of my life? I had to leave all the systems that were presented to me like church, AA and celebrate recovery and walk away. I had to create my own program that works for me which has been Adoptees Connect Incorporated. I walked away from many of the reasons, people, places and things, I drank to begin with, I got real with myself and got honest. I've applied the tools that I've been given and aligned them with what works for me and I've thrown the rest in the trash. Some of these things, others inside and outside of recovery settings might not agree with. I've learned to be okay with that. I don't need anyone's approval. I'm no longer collecting chips for my recovery milestones. I collect rocks which are symbolic to me. I've found more healing in nature, chasing waterfalls than I have inside any church, program or ministry. My way. There's a lot of stigma attached to recovery, that it has to be done a certain way. I'm no longer buying into it. I'm now doing things my way. Going against the grain is in my DNA but it's been a significantly difficult journey to always be the one not listening or not following directions. Or better yet, the rebel with a cause, this is what I prefer to be called, smiley face, but here I am, 2838 days into sobriety, and I have a story to tell on how I got here. The instructions of finding God, labeling myself an alcoholic and demanding forgiveness in order to heal and be in recovery has not worked for me, and newsflash. I'm still in recovery. I'm still sober. I have a newfound love for life that I never had before. My way ISNT anyone else's way. I'm okay with this. I broke the cycle. I am not an alcoholic. I would like to share a message of encouragement for all my fellow adoptees in recovery, and anyone else who might be reading this article. You don't have to admit you're an alcoholic to get help, nor do you have to admit it in private. You don't have to forgive everyone, or anyone for that matter. You don't have to believe in God to get the help you need. I encourage you to explore other options outside of the 12 steps of AA and religious settings because as times change, recovery doesn't fit in a box. It's not a one-size-fits-all method like it was when I was growing up and entering the recovery 12-step world in 2012. There are so many other options out there now. Keep searching until you find what works for you and realize that your way isn't anyone else's way. One of the people who I follow and admire greatly is my friend mentioned above, David Bull. Follow his Facebook, get his memoir. Read his article, Blue Mind and Relinquishes slash Adoptees. The idea of being close to water and the healing dynamics to it is a very powerful healing tool. I can wholeheartedly agree, because this is what I get when I chase waterfalls. This is one of the many things that's worked for us, but the mainstream recovery outlets aren't talking about it. We learned it on our own and have a lifetime of experiences to back it up. Research Blue Mind. You will be happy you did. Another sober living tool I've been following and learning about is this naked mind. This naked mind has helped me realize that many people struggle with alcohol, and we have many options to try to seek understanding on the why, so we can make an informed choice on getting help. I also encourage building a support system of other adoptees in recovery. 
Consider starting an adoptees and recovery group via Adoptees Connect Incorporated. I suggest EMDR therapy because it has been highly recommended for adoptees. Trauma work and inner child work is also a great step in healing. If you can find an adoptee competent therapist at Beyond Word Psychological Services, LLC, I highly recommend it. Listen to the podcast, Adoptees On. This has been a major healing tool for adoptees all over the world. Haley is a personal friend of mine and her gift of this podcast has changed the lives of so many people. She's exceptionally gifted on creating a safe space for adoptees to share their adoption experience. In this, the validation that adoptees receive by tuning in is a valuable tool in our healing. Check her out. I can share from experience, hands down, I could not work on relinquishment and adoption trauma while I was drinking alcohol. I had to stop drinking cold turkey to do this work. I became suicidal mixing the two, so if you are truly wanting to work on your adoptee problems, trauma, and issues I suggest getting sober first. After all, that's a huge part of the reason many of us drink and use substances to begin with. If you haven't made that connection yet, here is a helpful video for you. Paul Sunderland, Adoption and Addiction We all deserve to know the truth that there are more ways than the one way that might be presented to us as contemplate entering into a recovery journey. Your thing might be drugs, alcohol, food, shopping, sex, divorce, anger, rage, self-esteem, abandonment, rejection, CPTSD, and the list could go on. Alcohol was the substance I used to run from processing abandonment, rejection, grief, loss and trauma regarding my adoption journey. Keep searching for what works for you and please know that this world is now full of possibilities to living a life of happiness and wholeness beyond the confinement of any programs, rules and regulations of others telling you how it needs to be done. Do not settle for one way. Your way isn't anyone else's way. Sending love and light. Pamela Cornova